My name is Michael, and you're listening to the GR Flooring Podcast. Good morning, and welcome to GR Flooring. Hey, thank you very much. So, how can I help you this fine day? Well, I love the look of tile, but I'm just wondering what the benefits of tile are. Well, you know, with all the different flooring options that we have these days, it does get a little confusing mm -hmm. at times. Tile is something that not only has amazing looks, like there's such a range of different sizes, textures, and everything on there, it's almost infinite. Um, but it's also something great for heavy-duty applications. Okay. Like for, you know, if you have a, a lot of commercial areas, we'll do a lot of heavy-duty kitchens. We have lots of cooking, lots of people, entryways, keep all the moisture there. Uh, it's something that's very easy to maintain. It's something that's easy to clean. Perfect. Now, when we start looking at tile, have you looked into the differences between porcelain and ceramic? I didn't know there was a difference. Okay, so we refer to the whole segment as ceramic tile. But that's um, not quite correct. Okay. So the way to think about it is that ceramic is something that we use a lot for walls, a lot for decorative things, but not so much on the floor. Okay. Now porcelain, you know, we think of porcelain, ooh, it's, it's weak and easy and, you know, cheap, but porcelain is actually much stronger. Oh, okay. So we call it the soup can test. If you have a ceramic tile floor in your kitchen or a porcelain tile in the kitchen, drop a, drop a can of soup on it. A ceramic tile will shatter the tile and a porcelain tile, it will just dent the can. Oh, wow. So again, for floors, we really suggest you go porcelain, and for walls or showers or anything like that, anything you want. Okay, perfect. Um, now you're saying showers. Um, I'm very nervous about slipping coming out of the shower or anything like that. Right. Will I be slipping and falling all over the place? <laughs> now, fortunately, most tile manufacturers actually have a slip coefficient rating, where it's actually a rating third party that tells you how slippery it'll be when it's dry or when it's wet. Oh, okay. Especially like you said, for showers, bathrooms, entryways even. Now this tile, for instance, right here, we have it both in a polished as well as in a matte or a textured. Okay. Now a lot of them have that option between the two. Um, so again, the shinier it is, the more slippery it will be. There's no question about it. Whereas the more matte, the more texture, it resists the moisture. For sure. Okay. Now that being said, it's not the end of the world between the two. Now, myself, I have slipped on a very polished sort of porcelain floor. I had a walking over shower once. Um, but I went back to the same place over and over and over, and it was only the first time. So, you know, if you do want a polished tile in an entry or, or an area with a lot of moisture, um, an area mat or something will help on that. Um, but really, with, with those things, your best bet, take it home throw some water on it, feel it, texture it, because even with the slip coefficient ratings, uh, they're not really as accurate as I, as they really should okay. be. So you can pretty much do whatever one you'd like then? You pretty much can. Again, there are some pros and cons, especially like in a shower. If you use a polished tile, um, it'll show a lot more water spots. Okay. Right, because again, your eye is, uh, is directed to the, the light. So when it comes to a shower, is there a certain tile I should be looking at? Um, could I use ceramic in a shower? You certainly can. So what we don't always understand is the fact that all tile, short of glass, is porous. Okay. So they will actually all take water. Oh. Uh, so for like a shower or like a, a tub surround, we actually put a waterproofing membrane on there first to make sure that moisture doesn't work its way through to the walls, to the drywall, to the subfloor. Um, even the grouts themselves, they're not waterproof. So you can use any tile you want in the shower or okay. any backsplashes. Now, that being said, we also do a lot of porcelain tile outside. 
So one of the other benefits to porcelain is because of the density, because of the strength of the tile, um, they resist water more so than a ceramic. So any tile that has a, uh, an outdoor rating, like I said, it, it, even with our wonderful winters that we get and the springs and summers and falls, water will absorb into it, but so little that it doesn't cause the tile to crack. So you can use any tile you want in a shower. Okay. One caveat to that would be uh, the natural stones, like the marbles, the travertines. Yeah. You still can, but just the act of showering and all the soaps and everything we use will actually eat away the surface. So you need to keep resealing them. So it's, it's a little bit of a maintenance pain in the butt. So question for you. As a, a woman with mm -hmm. my blonde hair, I use a purple shampoo. Right. Is that going to stain my tile? Uh, or... well, so if it's a natural stone without a sealer, it can, yes. Okay. Depending on the shampoo. Uh, or body wash or oils right, or whatever yeah, exactly. else, right? Uh, whereas a porcelain or ceramic tile, most of the surfaces are glazed, mm -hmm. so they don't absorb anything like that. Okay. But what you can get, and I have seen, um, especially if you go to a really dark tile, a lot of them will have a white foam to them, like the, the cleaners, mm -hmm. and you can actually get a little bit of a residue. Oh. Wipe it off, and it's all good. It's not actually absorbing into anything, it's just on but top. It's, it's something that you can see. Okay, perfect. Um, now, you had mentioned something about wall tile, floor tile. How do I know which one to go with? Can I put this on my floor? Right. So, therein is a little, a little bit of a challenge because, unfortunately, it's not always so, so known. So, a lot of the samples are getting a little bit better in that they'll say floor and wall. Oh, okay. That's okay. easy. Now, that being said, everything that we can use on the floor, you can put on the wall. Decorative looks okay. good, right? But not everything on the wall can go on the floor. Oh, okay. Again, that whole porcelain versus ceramics. Right. Now, one of the ways to tell, and it's not always the best way, is looking at the inside of the tile, mm -hmm. past the glazing, past the surface. Most ceramics, not all, most ceramics will be a terracotta. That's the natural color of the tile. Okay. Whereas when we go to the porcelains, we're talking more durability. We want that wear through. Oh. They'll typically be the same color all the way through, or at least a similar color to the surface. That's great. That's crazy. Yeah, not, not all of them that way, but that is a good rule of thumb. Okay, that's perfect. Um, now, is there a certain type of grout I should be using or anything like that? Well, there's a lot of different grouts available these days. You know, the standards are what we call the sanded and the sandless. So okay. the sanded grouts are typically used for floors, and the sandless are used for backsplashes, especially with glass. Now, the idea is the sanded grouts allow us to have larger grout lines than the sandless. Just oh, okay. as much binder there. But ourselves, we do everything in an acrylic grout. Now, the benefits to an acrylic grout versus a sanded or sandless is that it is extremely flexible. So, you know, you can do a lot of older homes where there's a little bit of cracking between the tiles Definitely. or there's even staining to it, right? Yes, I see that a lot. The, the acrylic grouts are a lot more stain proof, and because they are more flexible, they have a lot less chance to crack. Oh, okay. That being said, um, realistically, when we're installing tile, we need a minimum subfloor thickness of one and an eighth. Why is that? Well, because there's always movement. There's deflection in the floor when you walk on it. We need that to be as solid as possible. Okay. That right? makes sense. That's why we don't put it on top of existing floor coverings, right? Like a lot of the vinyl tiles, a lot of the whatever we will put on top of existing layers. With tile, we pull it down. We put more plywood on top to make sure she is stable, to make sure the floor doesn't move. Therefore, it doesn't crack. Okay, so for instance, I have uh, linoleum right now. Mm -hmm. I'd have to take that out then. Well, see, it depends on how the subfloor is installed because typically linoleums are installed over another type of subfloor called an Enstron or an older one's a K3. Okay. Basically, compressed sawdust. Okay. Um, if that's the case, yes, it really should come out. 
Now, unfortunately, some people also, that Enstron or K3 can be glued to the plywood or OSB underneath. And if that's the case, we build on top of, just because to try to chip through, to try, try to dig out that K3 or Pro board that's been glued down, it's just not a feasible thing. Okay. I, I didn't want, I tried to do one myself because the guys were saying, oh, it can't be done, it can't be done. I was, of course it can be done. I made about two and a half hours into it and I got a section no, no bigger than this. And I said, yeah, no, we're just going on top. It's not worth it. Exactly. So the, the value of cost versus time versus, you know. Okay, perfect. That's awesome. Am I allowed to take any of these samples home with me? You can take any one of them home. 